your people need to feel like that there is a future for them internally. So no matter what department they're a part of, if you want them to own the process, they need to understand the future. They need to understand the why. Welcome to the Contributor Wednesday series on the Bridge the Gap Network. Each week, you'll hear from a thought leader discussing topics that are relevant and impactful to the senior living industry. Welcome to Bridge the Gap Contributor Wednesday. I'm Chris Watson, and I'm excited to be a contributor for the next six weeks here in 2022. I am the CEO and founder of Craft and Compel. We help organizations strategically communicate to increase revenue and engagement. And my hope is uh, on these episodes is to give you some strategies, um, some tips that you're going to be able to utilize within your own organization and in your life. So let's kick it off. In my very first, one of my very first sales jobs at a Fortune 500 company, I kept coming up against the same objection, kept banging my head against it and not really knowing how do I overcome it. Well, um, the objection was is that the product I was selling didn't offer a large enough profit margin. So I sold contact lenses for a company that you all might have uh, heard of. It was a subsidiary of Johnson & Johnson. And as I went into each of these optometrists selling the product, I kept getting the same objection over and over. Yeah, Chris, you know, there's just not a, a big enough profit margin in your product. It's one of the most expensive products on the market. And so I, I can't increase the cost any more than what I already have. With the competitive products, I can increase it 20 to 30% and make a nice margin. Well, I, as one of my very first sales jobs, didn't really know how to overcome the cost objection other than to continue to say what our marketing was saying and what I had been told by the sales trainers that our product was the best, that your customers would love it the most, but it wasn't enough. So I went to my manager and I said, how do I need to overcome this objection? And he said, it's time to be honest with them. It's time to be bold. You need to be forthright uh, about the reality that there isn't a big profit margin within the product. And um, I said, okay. So I went back to two or three of my biggest potential customers that were uh, utilizing our competitor's product. And I said, you know what? You're right. I don't want to argue this point anymore because you're exactly right. You will not get as much revenue off of our product as you will your competitors. He looked at me and he said, well, I guess we don't need to meet anymore. And he left. And I was shocked. I had done exactly what my boss had told me to do. I had done what I thought was the right way to communicate to my buyer. Well, I went back to my boss and I said, I, I did what you told me to do. I was honest with my, I, I communicated effectively. I said exactly what we needed to say. And I was truthful. I was beyond, I was honest with them. And he said, well, what did you say? I told him what I said. And he said, that's not what I meant. Uh-oh. This happens in our organizations all the time. It happens in sales. It happens in marketing. It happens in leadership. That we think that we're getting our point across. That we think that our intention is strong enough that it's coming through on the execution of our communication. And quite frankly, it's not. Uh, it happens over and over, and it has a massive effect what I want to walk you through is I want to walk you through three quick things that can improve your communication and how you should view communication within your organization. Number one, 
your communication should be strategic. There should be a strategy behind the way that your communication, the way you're communicating internally in your organization. Many times there isn't a strategy. Many times it's an additive, it's an enhancement, it's an afterthought. It's something that we do uh, after we do the other strategies. We do financial strategy. Uh, we will even do customer acquisition strategy. We even do sales process strategy. But we're not talking about, well, what is the communication within that? So number one, we have to make sure that we're building a strategy uh, with our communication. Really, we need to be thinking about that when we are communicating, we're going to save time. We're going to save money. If we can effectively communicate, we will make sure every single time that there is alignment, that what I'm saying and what my manager is saying, what we're saying internally, as well as what we're saying externally is going to align. Because quite frankly, that is one of the most important things in both sales and marketing because it's outbound that we want to make sure that what is being said internally is then being said effectively externally to our buyers, to our prospects, and to our partners. We also can create a better culture. If we, if everyone is on the same page and we know how we're communicating uh, we know what is the strategy behind the the way we are communicating, both internally and externally. It increases it increases our uh, ability to work with one another, and we all want to work in an environment where each of us are saying the same thing. There's common language. Um, I know I have. Plus, I know you have worked in an environment where that wasn't the case, where we were saying slightly the same, but we decided. To make it our own every time. Make it your own. Make it your own. Well, uh, after time, if we distill this make it your own enough, we aren't saying the same thing anymore. Number two, um, uh, we like to use the what, how, and who model uh, that was, I believe, created by uh, Georgia Evers. So the what category. Okay. Why is a customer going to want to buy your product? Why should they buy your product? When we think about the what, when we are building out this strategy behind our communication, we want to know why should a customer want to buy your product? And what is the information they can go and find about your organization? You need to know that internally as well as how we're going to communicate it externally, which leads me into the how. What channel are we going to put this communication out? Are we going to use social media? Are we going to use direct mail? Are we going to use radio? Are we going to use TV? Are we going to use a combination? Are we going to use a, uh, you know, maybe a, an icon that goes with a flyer? What are we going to use to effectively communicate our products and our services to our buyer? We also need to know what are the strengths and the weaknesses of each of these channels. Uh, for some of our buyers, they may not be on social media. For some of our buyers, they may be streaming and they aren't watching cable TV. For some of our buyers, they work remotely, which means that they may not be receiving mail directly to their to their home. They may be receiving it somewhere else. So we need to consider all of these things. On average, an executive leader receives about 144 emails a day. So if you have chosen email as your channel 
for communicating to a buyer why they should buy, why they should hop on a, a phone call, why they should have a discovery call. Well, your email has to be better than the other 143 and has to stand out in a way that they choose to read it, to consume it. You also are hoping that throughout their day, they have the time to do that. And we all know that those things are, it's a guessing game. So we have to make sure that we're choosing the right channel. The who? Audience. We have to know who our audience is. We have to have strategies for all of the specific groups of our audience. Uh, In most cases, the audiences you might have is you're going to have, obviously, new buyers. You're going to have existing buyers. You're going to have strategic partners. But you might also have things like investors. I also like to think about that one of our audiences is our people internally. And so I want to know what is the communication, what is the strategy, who is the audience, and how am I communicating with them internally? How am I communicating with my people? How am I communicating with my partners? How am I communicating with my new customers versus my existing customers? Now, you're listening to this and you're probably saying, oh, yeah, of course, this makes complete sense. This isn't rocket science. Well, unfortunately, a lot of organizations have chosen one one form of communication, one strategy, and they are deploying it to each of these groups the same. Now, they may change one or two words, past tense, future tense, present tense, but in reality, they're not really changing. They're not customizing. They're not making it specific for the groups. And we all know that when you speak specifically to me, being a almost 40-year-old with a son that lives in a suburb of a large city that owns his own business. When you start speaking to that category, I perk up. But if you just speak to a man who is married and has a kid, you know, some of that might miss because maybe you're speaking about like an eight to five job. Well, I don't work an eight to five job. Or maybe you're speaking to, you know, something very specific that I don't actually do in my world. So the more that we can build a strategy for our specific group, the more that we're going to see that we are enabling revenue more effectively. Lastly, you need people internally. Once you've built this strategy, once you have developed the what, how, and who model, but you need people internally that can own the process. So this isn't a, we build the model and then we do it. That doesn't work. There has to be a process that can be utilized and worked through by people who can own it. So here's what I mean. Each department needs to have some initiatives of what and how they are communicating. Why? Because human resources, HR is going to have a different audience to who they're speaking to more regularly than, say, your sales team or your marketing team. So we need them to, one, uh, be aligned with our internal communication and how we're communicating. But two, we need them to be able to build communication for the specific audiences that they're interacting with. And there needs to be a process that every department can follow to be able to know how am I communicating to the audiences that I have the audiences that are high priority, the audiences that are more frequent, more frequent, and the audiences that I love to work with, and the audiences that may be uh, you know, creating conflict or maybe difficult. 
And whatever those are, I need to have a strategy for those. And there needs to be a process for how that I am creating these communication uh, strategies that we're going to be utilizing. Your people need to feel like that there is a future for them internally. So no matter what department they're a part of, if you want them to own the process, they need to understand the future. They need to understand the why. Why am I doing this? Why is this important? How does this affect me? How does this affect the organization? We can't get buy-in until someone understands why they're getting ready to go through the process instead of just throwing a process and say, do this. You know, I like to think about what uh, a company like Weight Watchers does where they have the split screen and they show you the before and the after. Well, the after is the future in those people's mind. Lost X amount of pounds. They look like this. They're more healthy. They can work out all the time. They can see their kids or grandkids. But that's the future. So then they say, okay, the middle part before and after is our process. Come to our process and then you will have this future. And that's what our internal people are thinking of all the time. Too often, we focus so much on our prospects externally, we don't realize that really our internal people are like an existing customer. In order to retain them, we have to continue to remind them the future that we see with them. At Craft and Compel, we like to use a, a very simple model framework that you can that you can take. We like to think about it as what is our audience's story? What is our story? And then what's the future story that we could have together? So whenever we're in sales or whenever we're in marketing and we are putting marketing out there to, you know, for uh, inbound to come in and then for us to determine that this prospect is now conversation ready. So then a salesperson is going to reach out to them. And when we reach out to them, we make sure to remind them of what the future story. See, each of us, we all buy according to the future. Um, We buy a car thinking of. How does this improve my future? We buy a TV thinking about how does this improve my future? We buy a trip, a vacation. How does this improve my future? We invest in a college into a degree. How does this improve my future? In fact, I would even go as far as saying is that when you go and uh, maybe eat a a double-double from In-N-Out or a burger from Whataburger, You're actually, when you buy that, are thinking, this will improve my future, even though that future may be four minutes from now that you're full and uh, you're ready to go back to work. Every purchase we make, every money we invest, every time we invest into anything, we are believing in our hearts that this improves our future. Otherwise, we don't do it. Does it always impact our future in a positive way? No, it, it does not. But that is what we are are considering. So let's go through each of these. What does it mean when we're talking about this framework in terms of what is their story? Well, any audience that we have, we need to be determining what is their story, meaning what are they presently going through? What are their hopes and dreams? Where do they want to end up? So when we think about that, and I think about that in terms of my internal people, I think about that as a a new buyer, a new prospect, and I think about that as an existing customer. I need to make sure that I have the strategy that is ongoingly communicating to this group of people that I understand your story. I understand where you are. I understand where you come from. 
I understand where you want to go, and we can offer that. And this is how transition to our story. This is who we are. This is what we stand for. We work with people just like you. This is what we've allowed them to do. This is how we've helped enhance their world. We understand that when you're going through X, that really what you want is Y. We need to communicate our story in a way that is aligned with their story. We work with people like you often. We help people solve the problem that you're up against. We know the the pain that you might be going through or the struggle that you might be going through. Unfortunately, what tends to happen, I will tell you, is is that when we communicate our story, we're only communicating our story as if we are a vitamin and we want to be a painkiller. We don't want to be just a vitamin. We want to be a painkiller, but we can't be a painkiller if we don't know what they're going through, if we don't know the pain they're going through. Uh, My good buddy, Torlando Hakes, him and I talk uh, a lot about this idea of there is a future world with an elixir that every one of our buyers or every one of our audience members want, and that we want to be the guide on the journey, helping them get to that magical kingdom with the elixir. And the elixir is our product, our service, or it is us, our organization. So when you think about the journey that your people, that your prospects, and that your partners are on and where they currently are at in their in the world right now, which is the ordinary world with a lot of pain and a lot of problems, you have to be the magical world with the elixir and you have to communicate that in this framework. What is their story? Ordinary world, where are you? What is our story? I want to guide you. I have things that can help guide you to the journey that you want. And then lastly, what's the future story? What's the story that we have together? The magical kingdom with the elixir. If you can follow that um, framework from what is their story to what is our story to what is the future story, you will have more success in both your sales and in your marketing. Because too often in sales and marketing, we are leading with our story. We're communicating our story very first. We're saying, hey, let me tell you all the great things that we do. Let me tell you all the value propositions that we have. And unfortunately, what happens in those moments is that we don't do a very good job of letting them know, our audience, letting them know that we understand their world. We understand their story. We understand where they currently are at and where they want to go. So communication has to be a strategy in order to have a high performance organization and in order to save time and money to have alignment and to improve your culture. You have to make it that we are going to have a strategy in everything that we do with communication. Communication no longer can just be an enhancement. You want to use the what, how, and who model. The what is the category. The category is why should a consumer buy our product and service and a little bit where I can learn about your organization. The how is the channel in which they're going to put this communication out, whether it be social media, direct mail, radio, whatever whatever all those channels are uh, concerning your product or service. And then the who, 
who is our audience, and strategies for each of those audiences. And then lastly, I need to know, do I have the right people who can own the process that we need to make sure that we're deploying this strategic communication in all of our departments? And are they, do they know the future that this organization offers them? Do they understand the importance of communicating effectively externally because we're doing such a great job internally? And can they take your process and utilize that in their specific department? Or are they on an island choosing what words and what language uh, and what strategies that they're going to use on their own because we haven't done a great job of teaching them the process? At Craft and Capel, we use a framework that is what is our audience's story, what is our story, and what's the future story. You can take that framework and you can utilize it in your sales process. You can utilize it in your marketing. Now, as you're listening to this, what I'll tell you is, is that my, my goal is to be the guide. To be the guide on the journey of you understanding the importance of strategic communication. Because we are in a world now where so many people are working remotely or they're working on a hybrid model. Or quite frankly, people don't want to have face-to-face communications as often. They want you to text them. They want you to email them. They want you to send them a voice memo. And because of that, we have to, as individuals, get so much more strategic in our communication. Now, disclaimer, strategic does not mean manipulative. Those are two different things. Because my goal in every time I communicate is to make you feel a certain way, as well as want you to take a specific action. Now, I believe that that emotion and that action is what's best for you. Because I believe in my product. I believe in my service. I believe in who I am. If I don't believe in my product or service, then I may not be the right person to be communicating to outward buyers or to the audience our products and services. I have to believe in our own product that can impact your life for it to be strategic, for it to be communication that actually impacts your life. And so we are in this world right now where we are in the digital age. And in the digital age, as we have seen the metaverse, as we have seen NFTs, as we have seen more ways for us to isolate, then we have to become strategic in the way that we communicate. We have to make the most impact in the shortest amount of time. We have to let people know that we understand the situation that they're in, the world that they live in. And then we have to offer them to be a guide to help them get to a better world, to the future world that will make them happier, that will improve their life, that will increase their business, that will help them increase their their revenue or maybe increase their engagement internally. We are currently in a world that as we continue to pull further away from people, we are diving deeper into technologies that are communicating Uh, for us and that we may uh, lose the communication we want, the strategy we want in translation. 
And so what I would challenge you to do is to take everything you learned from this podcast and the ones that are upcoming and from all the other contributors and start thinking about how can we strategically communicate better internally so that I can trust my people, I can trust our organization that we are effectively communicating externally. As I sat back down with my boss, he said, I need you to go back in and have an honest conversation with them. And I said, I've already had an honest conversation with them. And he said, no, what we need to communicate is, is that, yes, our product may not give them a great profit margin up front, but that if they don't utilize our product, they may lose the customer completely because our product feels so great and that our product will get such great results from the, the patient, the customer that they will actually retain the customer for so much longer as well as any other family members or any other friends or people that they tell about our great contact lens. So I went back and I begged and I pleaded and I said, can I just have one more conversation? And I said, I want to apologize because uh, I was a poor communicator. What I meant to say and to follow up on my last communication was that yes, initially, You are exactly right. We aren't going to give you the profit margin that you want. But what I can tell you is, is is that unless you want your patients to leave because they weren't offered the best product, then you need to try our product more frequently. Because what our product offers is maybe not the initial revenue, but instead what it offers is retention. And so I asked questions like, how much money do you make off a customer if they stay here for a full year? And he told me the number. Okay, what about two years? What about five years? Well, how much do you lose if that how much do you lose if that customer leaves? So I began to help them see a better future by that using our product allows them to retain their customers, which means it builds the practice quicker because they're not just replacing customers, they're actually building on top of a customer base. That would have been a better strategy up front. Now, did it work for every single one? No, I'm not here to say that. But I am here to say that if someone had given me a better strategy up front into why we're communicating what we're communicating, if we hadn't just used the words of, hey, go be honest, go talk to them, that there's a very good chance that I would have never had to go back and beg for a conversation. And I also probably lost a lot of orders, a lot of revenue for my own territory, for my own business, being a salesperson in that moment. So I will challenge you, if you're listening to this, to think about the way you're communicating, to think about your intent, to think about your execution. In every uh, moment that we communicate in the micro, we are having a drastic effect on the macro outcomes of what we're doing in our lives. So today, while you're listening to this, think about your next conversation. Think about your intent. Think about your execution. Think about how you want to communicate. Do you have a strategy? Do you understand the what, the how, the who? Do you understand how you're going to communicate a better future for your audience? Thanks so much for listening to this week's BTG Contributor Wednesday. Please connect with me over at btgvoice.com. Thanks for listening to the Contributor Wednesday series on the Bridge the Gap Network. For a full library of episodes, visit btgvoice.com. 